for the privilege of coming to your presence. We thank you for another teaching time. The Bible declares that the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is the Spirit of truth. And when He comes, He will lead us unto all truth. So, blessed Holy Spirit, we ask you to bring us revelations and insight into the mysteries of the kingdom. Let the entrance of your word bring light to us. We pray for our brethren who are yet to be here, wherever they are coming from, that their steps shall be ordered. You bring them into your presence, that together we will be blessed tonight in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want you to be seated in the presence of the Lord. For the sake of our online listeners, I will want to go back to last week's teachings because we were unable to record last week's series on evangelism because of technical challenges. So, I want to go briefly back to some of the things we looked at last week. Now, last week, we saw how to prepare ourselves for evangelism under the topic effective preparations for soul winning. Effective preparations for soul winning. We did said last week that effective soul winning requires adequate preparation for excellence performance. Effective soul winning requires adequate preparation for excellent performance. We said that for adequate preparation prevents poor performance. When you prepare adequately, you perform excellently instead of performing poor. So, you need to prepare before you set out to win souls. Then we also saw that the first, there are three stages of preparation that we will need to undertake before we embark on soul winning. The first preparation, act of preparation, is what we call sanctification or separation. Sanctification. Okay. I said the first step to preparation for soul winning is sanctification which requires separation. Separation. And the reason why it is needed and necessary is because, you see, your action speaks louder than what you are saying. People will believe you for, for what they see you do than what you tell them to do. So, when you are going out to preach to somebody or you want God have called you to be a soul winner and the Lord have sent you to win souls, you should also know that people are watching you. They are watching the way you are talking, the way you are living. They are watching the way you are doing your things. And so, that becomes louder than what you are telling them. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus says something in the book of John 
chapter 17, verse 19. Jesus said, For and for their sake, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. For they are sick. Now, it's a very powerful statement. Jesus is saying that I will not even need sanctification. But because of these people, because of those who are looking up to me, because of those I'm, I'm supposed to impact, because of people that I need to change, because of people I must preach to, because of the people I am discipling, because of the souls I'm winning, I have sanctified myself. There are certain things that may not necessarily be seen, but because of them, I can't do it. Everybody does will do it, but I cannot do it. There are places that everybody could go, but I cannot go. There are things that people can drink, but I cannot drink. It's because I have people who are looking up to me I have people I've been sent to. I have people that I'm seeking to win. And because of them, I cannot do certain things. The reason why many people are not effective in evangelism is because of the way they are living. Your way of life speaks louder than the words you speak. Your way of life what the things that you are doing, it speaks louder than the things that you are saying. Praise the name of the Lord. So if Jesus will need to sanctify himself for our sake, then we will need to do it more. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the apostle Paul referred to the believer as an epistle of Christ. An epistle of Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. An epistle is a letter, an open letter, an epistle of Christ. In other words, he's saying that people read us. An epistle is a letter, it's a written letter. So, just as you read the word, the unbelievers read you. Unbelievers don't go to church, so they don't read the Bible. The Bible they read is you. If you say you read the Bible, then your life must minister to them. Because they are looking at you to determine whether the Bible actually transforms. So the Apostle Paul referred to the Corinthian church as epistles of Christ. You are the epistles. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. Apostle Paul said, you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. You see now? Now, <laughs> known and do what? Read. By who? Only believers. All men. So, every time you go to church, you have a Bible. You tell your landlord, sorry about I'm going to church, I'll be back. You tell the people in the area, I'm going to church, I'll be back. They are watching. They want to see the impact of your church, your fellowship on your life. And so they don't read your Bible and they will never read the Bible. But if you read the Bible, then they will read you. So you are the Bible that the world reads. That is the reason why 
you cannot live a wrong life and preach a right way. I hope you understand that. Because what you are saying is not louder like what you are doing. Praise the name of the Lord. That is the reason why sanctification is a key. Because we are being read by all men. We are being read by all men. God, have you ever noticed that an unbeliever could say, look at you, you say you go to church. It's you who even go to church. Because they don't do, they will not do the right thing. But they know what you should do. True or false? They will drink. Eh? They will smoke. They will manize. Eh? But you try to drink small. They will refer you and they will tell you that even look at you, you, you say that you go to church. It means that they have certain standard for you. They read you. Hello? So you cannot be drinking with them and be telling them to repent. <laughs> True or false? You cannot be doing the same thing that they are doing, having girlfriend and reflecting about and be telling them that they should repent. Jesus is coming. Your word must have effect on their life only when you set yourself apart through the act of separation. Amen. Now, the second preparation that you need in order to be an effective soul winner is to study, study, study the Bible. Read the Bible. The reason is simple. Whosoever is sent of God preaches the word of God. Anybody that God has sent, preach the word of God. In these last days, we are going to have pastors, men of God, who claim they have been sent by the Lord and they will be preaching stories, fables, old wife fables. They will be telling stories. You go to church, they will tell you and answer the same stories. Why? Because they have nothing to say. You only give what you have. Such as I have, I give. If you don't have, you can't give. You can't give what you don't have. So if the word of God is not inside you, you cannot present it. So you must learn, study, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read books. Read good Christian books. Especially if you are called to be a, if you are, you are on an agenda of soul winning, you must read gospel tracts. You must read uh, stuffs about the gospel. You must study, read. Because you must always have something to say. If you don't study, you cannot say, you cannot have anything to say. So the Bible says we must study to show ourselves approved unto God as a workman who, who needed not to be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth. If you are not ashamed, if you are not ashamed to study, you will not be disgraced for not knowing. If you are not ashamed to study, you will not be disgraced for not knowing. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible declares that in these last days, people will not, they will not uh, heed to sound doctrine. They will turn to fables. They will turn to stories. They will turn to fable. Eh? Amen. And they will heap to themselves teachers. False teachers that will tell them things that they want to hear. The last 
preparation that we need in order to be an effective soul winner is prayer. You cannot be an effective soul winner if you are not prayerful. Soul winning is not a physical business, a spiritual warfare. It's not a fanfare, it's a warfare. You want to be a soul winner, very effective soul winner, you must be prayerful. It is war. The reason is simple. The souls that you are going to win are the devil's goods. As Jesus put it in the scriptures, we read that last week in Matthew 7, 12, verse 29. Jesus was talking and he said, anybody, anybody who wants to go to, uh, he said, or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first bind the strong man? Now, anybody who can bind the strong man means he's stronger than the strong man. True or false? If the strong man is stronger than you, you can't bind him. So, the strong man that the Lord is referring to here is the devil. It's demons. Our principalities that are in charge Look, there are a lot of people that you see around. They, they are principalities in charge of them. Principalities in charge of them. Some people are from a certain family. That family has been brought under certain covenants. And demons have holes on them. Satan's have placed his hold on them. And they say that this family belongs to us. Some of them, you can see the visible marks in the form of travel marks. All those travel marks are not for fans. They are demonic marks that tells you that they belong to a certain deity. There are some people they don't even have travel marks but spiritually they have been marked that they belong to certain deities. And so you cannot just walk there and say let's come to church. They will frustrate you. They will run. They will, they will hide. They will dodge. They will even insult you. Fight you. It is not them who is doing that. It is the demon that is in charge of them because He's watching over them. So if you are going to win them, you must be stronger than the strong man so that you will be able to do what? Binds him. Bind the strong man. And then you will plunder his house. You see now? The reason why people are not successful in soul winning, they think that the souls are just lying there. And they say the souls are just lying there. Because of a, they are not there. They are the devil's goods. That's how Jesus is. He said, how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods? Look at the word. His goods. Anybody who does not belong to Christ belongs to the devil. And so if you are going to win him for Christ, you must know you are going to engage in a warfare. You must be prayerful. If not so, you'll be frustrated. There are a lot of people who, have, who are not prayerful. They go for soul winning and they themselves, they are falling. Some of them, the soul crowd will, 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 will trap you. And if it's an opposite set, trouble for you. They will just trap you and, I mean, strike. Eh? You are going to win them, but they will end up winning you. Eh? Oh, yes. Some people, they've gone to win some souls and the soul have won them. They went and they never returned. They never came back to church. The souls has won them. So you must be prayerful. You must be stronger than the strong man because you are supposed to bind the strong man. You cannot be a weakly and bind the strong man. 
If you are to bind a strong man, you must be stronger than a strong man. Praise the name of the Lord. And what makes you strong as a believer? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Fasting, prayer. Fasting, prayer. Well vested in the word. Fasting, prayer. Well vested in the word. The believer's strength is based on his fasting life, his prayer life, his word life. Your fasting life, your prayer life. A soul winner must not wait for a church, for the church to declare fasting before he fasts. If you are waiting, you will never be strong. You need to declare fast for yourself. You must have time. Church history tells us that in the, the reason why the apostles were very effective in soul winning and they were able to turn their world upside down was because every Wednesday they don't eat. The whole church don't eat on Wednesdays. Wednesday is a compulsory fast. They never ate on Wednesdays. Fasting. So every time they are in the spirit, they are hot, praying. As of prayer is every day. Anytime you read about them, they are meeting, praying, meeting, sharing fellowship, praying. But as for fasting, every Wednesday they don't eat. We have Christians today. They eat five times a day. Five times. Huh? Normally, we are supposed to eat three times. But they eat five. Because before they sleep, they have what they eat. I believe every day something is in his mouth. Are you a cow? Because it's cow that matter. A cow's mouth is always filled with something. Anytime you see a cow, he's chewing something. So are you a cow? You want to be very strong? Food it's for the body, not the body for food. We eat to live. We don't live to eat. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Food is to keep you alive. But you don't live for food. If you are a person who fasts, you will discover that there was a time I was asking myself, why did God create food? I fasted and fasted and fasted. I got to a place when I was about to break, eh? Namakumatu. How many of you have gotten there before? You feel like, oh, I'm coming to this thing again. You, you could see that food is a bedding. Eh? Those of you who have fasted, who have lived a fasted life, oh, there's a realm that fasting takes you. That is so sweet. Ah, realm so sweet. When you finish and you are coming to break now, a bedding. Ah, am I going to. I'm coming to this thing again. So it is kind of people who, who enjoy food. Canality and food goes together. Amen. We don't live to eat. We eat to live. So man must not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, so I will just move on today into the, uh, today's subject. Today, I will be, we'll be looking at, we are still under the father's business, but we are looking at subheadings. So today's subheading is choosing to bear fruit. Choosing to bear fruit. Now in the book of John chapter 15, from verse 14 to verse 16, John chapter 15, 
from verse 14 to verse 16. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. This is Jesus speaking. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. Wow. In our order of relationship in the kingdom, you first becomes a son, a child of God. Then you proceed to become a servant of God. And then finally, through faithfulness and consistency, you become a friend of God. Let me say it again. In the order of relationship, in the kingdom of God, it begins with first sonship. The Bible says, for as many as believe him, to them he gave them power to become what? Sons of God. So when you believe, you become what? A son of God. Then, when you start growing, you become a servant of God. But you don't remain a servant of God. You move from there into the realms of Abraham, the friend of God. David was also God there. David was a friend of God. I've taught this thing before. David was a friend of God. And then we, we also read about uh, um, uh, uh, Enoch, also a friend of God. Abraham, a friend of God. They all moved through this. Some people die sons of God. They don't even get to the servant of God, talk less of becoming a friend of God. I think I have to teach this again. I've taught it here once. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, look at what Jesus is saying. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Now, look at it now. Go back to verse 14. There are some few things I want you to know. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you. How do you become a friend of God? Say obedience. Say it again. Obedience. If you do whatever I command you. You become a friend of God. There are people, they choose to <laughs> do whatever they want to do. They don't obey the commandment of God. So they cannot grow from sons to friends. You must become a servant and then a friend. So the condition to become a friend is that you must do whatever I command you. You must do whatever he commands us. You are my friend if you do whatever I command you. So there are people can never, some Christians who can never become a friend of God. They can never become a friend of God. What are the benefits of becoming God's friend? Moving to verse 15. Now look at what he said. He said, no longer do I call you servant. You see the servant here. So servant from servant to what? Friend. You see now? 
from servant to friend. Now, before they became servant, they were what? Sons. You see now? He said, no longer do I call you servant. That means what? I have promoted you. So there are promotions in the spirit. There are promotions in the spirit. When you become a friend of God, some of the things benefit you get as a friend of God. Look at it. He said, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have from my father, I have made known to you. So when you get into the realms of friends, nothing is hidden from you. God takes delight in you and he shares his secrets with you. We share our secrets with our friends. Do we share our secrets with our servants? We share our secrets with our friends. True or false? There are certain things that your friend would know that your servant will know, will not know. So there are many people today, they don't even know what God is doing. They don't even know what is coming. It's number two. When you are a friend of God, you have access to ultimate authority. You have access to authority. When you speak, it's like fire. Immediately it's done. Number two, number three, when you are a friend of God, before you open your mouth, answer has come. That's why people, they don't, they don't even pray. They don't even pray. Out, they just think of, oh, I wish I have a car. They just think. I wish so. Then the Bible says, the desire of the righteous shall be granted. Without praying, you have desired. Huh. That realm is sweet too. Eh? It's so sweet. It's so sweet. I remember. I remember. I ha- I used to have a car. Uh, Opel Cadet. Those days, if you have Opel Cadet, then you are a big man. And I used to have a pair cadets. And uh, that pair cadet, I fasted for seven days dry. And as I was looking for a car. And then, early in the morning, I had a call. On the, on, the, on the sixth day, I had a call. Somebody wanted me to come and visit them. So, I decided to go. I went with one of my pastors. Those old, old pastors. When we got there, the wife said, the husband has gone to work, but he has left something to be given to me, so she is coming. She went into the room, she brought a key, a car key, and she said, that's it. She said, I should take. And I said, for what? She said, my husband said, you should take the car. I said, take the car, so that what will you use? He said, my husband said, he doesn't want to come and see the key. Meanwhile, I've been praying for seven days, so that God should give me a car. I, I, that was number six day. Then my other, the pastor I went with said, ah, if they say you should take, take the car, let's go. So I took the car. I drove the car, came and parked the car. And I said to myself, I will never use this car until God gives them a new car before I will use it. I cannot feel comfortable using somebody's car for them to walk to work. So I parked the car. Within three days, God gave them four by four. And then I was able to use my car. But then that car, after some time, 
after I've used it for four years or so. Because, in fact, I became so ashamed for fasting for dry seven days for car. I was so ashamed that I put so much pressure. Then I, I discovered that ah, car, hey, yeah, something that is not difficult to get. Car is something you cannot, it's not difficult to get car. You see, when you are, you are, you are far away, eh? certain things become difficult. You think it's a mountain. It is car. I discovered that, oh, car is the most cheapest, the cheapest thing you can get from God. So, I, I came to God and I said, Father, I'm sorry. I will not ask you car again. I will not fast and ask you for a car again. I'm sorry. I was so ashamed that because of car, I fasted dry. And then they throw the key to me. I said, this is too cheap. I will, not, I will not waste my anointing for car again. So, then, I was driving the car one day. After four, five years, the car broke down. I went and brought a mechanic to come and have a look at it. He came. He opened the bonnet. He said, oh, the engine has knocked down. It's, 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 it's broken down and it cannot be repaired. Say something has happened in the engine and it cannot be repaired. So they managed to take their car to the workshop. I came home that night. I said, I have made a promise that I'm not going to pray for a car. Then I said, but Lord, I told you I, will not need, I don't need a car, but I need, I need a car now. I went and slept. At dawn, my phone started belling. Cring, 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 cring. When I picked my call, a woman from Tantra Hill, who used to be a, a big woman at the Bank of Ghana, who have come on retirement, said, is it Pastor Ben? I said, yes. He said, please, can you come over when you are going to town? Come over. I said, for what? He said, the Lord have asked me to give my car to you. I said, your car? Is that your sports car? He said, yes. He said, the Lord told me to give my car to you, but I decided I was going to sell it so that I can share the money with you. And I took it to the whatever nobody was buying. It's been there for three months and people were, the, the, those who were selling the car were rather using it. So I want you to come and take it. I said, if the Lord said, you should give me your car, you yourself drive it from uh, uh, Tantra Hill to this place. She said, okay, she will, she will bring it. We're having an all night. She drove it, the car, to this place that night. The reason why I wanted her to drive it is because I want to give her a long time to change her mind. If you are driving a car like, like uh, Abraham and Isaac, God gave him three days journey. God could have said, behind your house, go and kill him. But God gave him three days journey. At least three days is enough to change your mind. True or false? So, I said, drive your car, but at least, if it's not God, by the time she gets here, she will change her mind. So, she drove a car, we're having it all night here, and she came, and they gave the key to me, and said, this is the car, and this is the key. When we close, please let somebody go and drop me. I said, no problem. She came and sat here during the all night. It was Prophet Gideon was preaching at that time. He went and stood in front of her, and he said, I heard the Lord telling you, to bring something to this man of God. Where is it? And then she said, I have got it. 
I've brought it. I've given it to him. Then it confirmed this scripture to me. If you are God's friend, you don't pray for long before answers come. You don't pray. There's a level you get to. You don't pray for long. Hello? I'm not, I'm not, you, can, you can be a prayer warrior eh? and you can be very poor. True or false? Hmm. It is better to be a prayer warrior and also be a friend of God. That realm is so sweet. Before you come, <clears throat> the angel said, please, do you need our services? I have operated that realm. I have seen that since I came to Amman from here, this is car number 12. Oh yes, I have given three out or four. So, me, faith for car, I won't waste it. I, feel, I see it as waste. I hope you understand that. But you see, let me tell the secret. You see, you must become God's friend. Now, let me show you. He said, no longer do I call you servant. For a servant, for a servant come. For a servant does not know what a master is doing. You see now? But I have called you friends for all things that I have from my father, I have made known to you. So, one of advantage of becoming God's friend is that God will make all things known to you. Then move it on to verse 16. Go to verse 16. It says, And did not choose me, but I have chosen you and appointed you that you should go and bear forth fruit. Look at it. I have chosen you that you should go and bear forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Then look at it. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. You see, you see, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you, but with conditions. The obeying the commandment of bearing fruit. Now, when the Bible says bear fruit, there are two ways. Living a Christ-like life, that's a godly conduct. It's a fruit-bearing, a good character. It's a fruit-bearing. Number two, sowing. Sowing. And all these two must go together. A good conduct. You must represent Christ well. It's fruit. Godly life is fruit. But then apart from godly life, souls. You must have souls. One day the Holy Ghost told me something. Many years ago, he said to me, he said, you see, when you look at this, uh, this group of people that tender, these uh, shepherds that, that tender, uh, uh, take care of cows, and what's their name? The Fulanis. The Fulanis. When you see some of them, they look wretched by way of the address. Majority of them were taking care of, are taking care of people's cows, but some of them own the cows themselves. 
One Fulani can have about 5,000 cows. And yet, when you meet him, he's right, he looks wretched. And if you judge him like that, and you think he's a poor man, you deceive yourself. He may not dress nice, but he has his riches in the cow. The souls that you win are your riches in the kingdom. The souls that you win are your riches in the kingdom. A believer who doesn't have souls and who is not winning soul is poor. It's a poor person, a poor fellow in the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says, he that winneth soul is wise. Even cows. So please, invest into souls. You know the Bible says that those, those who win souls, according to Daniel chapter 12 verse 3, look at what the Bible says, Daniel chapter 12 verse 3 says. Look at their glory. Daniel 12 verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness, they will be like the stars forever and ever. So, so winning will cause you to shine like stars forever. So winning. Wise people are, the, are people who win souls. Hmm. If you want to be a serious businessman, do you know what people are doing now? People are changing their money to buy gold. So convert your time into souls. You're a wise businessman. Me, I'm a businessman. I'm a spiritual businessman. So some, some people, they, je they, they jealous me. Men of God, some of them, they jealous me. They don't know my secret. I invest into souls. And the souls take care of me. Oh yes, when they become strong, they take care of me. When I win you to the Lord and I cast out the devils from you and God start blessing you, will you forget me? Ah, that's my secret. And I have a lot of them. So those of you are wasting your time. You are not winning souls. You are here today. You are here tomorrow. You are wasting your time. You are talking nonsense. Instead of you preaching the gospel and winning souls, you will be very poor in the future. will be very, very poor in the future. When I became born again, I made so winning my business. I spent time, I spent money, I made investments into my souls. I made sure they grow. And when they grew, most of them became pastors. They opened their churches. At least some of them remembers me. Some of them remembers me. One day, just recently, one of them from the U.S. called me. He said, Apostle, I've been do, and I've re, I just realized that I've not been treating you fairly. Uh, you have invested so much into my life. Now God has blessed me. I own my own Elopre. Uh, I, I am in the U.S. So, 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 so. I said, oh, you are, I say yes, I have my own Elopre. It's working for me in the Philippines. And I think it's time for me to look, up, to, look to you. I said, okay. To, to tend to you and also support you. I said, okay, fine. I didn't even know he owns an elopray now. So, hey, he owns an elopray. What does that here? Sometimes your souls can grow fat. So you are wasting your time if you are not winning soul. You are not wise. That word, he that winning soul is wise, is pregnant with so many things. It is the foolish. 
who doesn't win souls? I invest my time, I invest my money, I spend time with my souls. And nurture them in the Lord and they grow. And when they grow and they start prospering, they don't forget me. They remember me. So you see me, you become jealous. That's your problem. Jealousy will kill you. So we saw now. Now look at what Jesus said. Go back to the scripture that we're reading. Uh, verse, verse 15, verse 16 uh, of John. John chapter 15, verse 16. Now let's go back to the scripture. Let me emphasize on a particular. He said, he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. You should go. I appointed you for a reason. Go. Go. Bear fruit. Win souls. Then he said, that, that what? Your fruit should remain. And so it's one thing to bear fruit. And it's another thing for your fruit to remain. Some of you, you have won a lot of souls. All of them have died. They have left the kingdom. You are still boasting. I have, I have ten souls. Where are they? Zero. They are nowhere to be found. Some of them have gone back to drinking. They've gone back into the world. And if you give birth to a lot of children, they are, die, they are dead. You can't call yourself that. Your children are no... Uh, your, your fruit must remain. So it's one thing to bring. That is the reason why me, I don't joke with my souls. Hey, my souls. Then some of you win so and say, oh, go to another church. Huh? I win so. I want to see you. I want to see how you are doing. I want to visit you. I'll come share the scriptures with you, pray with you. I will share. You are my joy. You are my rejoicing. You are my hope. Here in this life and the life to come. I will not say, hey, uh, okay, go and go to find another church and go. I will, I will make sure you grow. I will leave you because the condition is that your fruit must remain. How do you supervise your fruit if somebody else is taking care of you? Do you even know how, what they are feeding them with? Hmm. The best products in life are souls. Invest into them. Invest into souls. You will never, hey, a child of God, soul winning should be your business for it is your father's business. Invest into it. The souls will take care of you. Look at it. Look at, for example, say, the, Jesus and disciples, they go to some place. They said they should come and pay tax. Jesus called Peter and said, come, 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 come. Go to the riverside. Go and catch some fish. Just go and catch fish. When you catch the fish, open his mouth. What will you find? There is gold in every soul's mouth. Some of you, the reason why you are suffering eh, is because you are lazy about sowing. One day, you will catch a, a fish with a gold coin in his mouth. You will take care of it. I've seen some people who have gone to win souls and the soul became their wife. The souls became, I'm not saying go in the name of uh, whatever hunting for wives. That's what we are talking about. Eh? Go and hunt for a wife. Just be obedient to the Lord. You may not know. 
I know some, I know a pastor who, who went to, you know, a lady. They went and witnessed to a certain, we went for evangelism. And then she was part of the evangelism. The soul she won. Okay. Eventually became a pastor and, has, and he has married her. Your obedience, okay, will, will provide you the ability to eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient. So, so winning, if you take it out from your Christian life, you are not wise. Amen. And that your food should remain that whatsoever. Then he said, whatever you ask, you see, that whatever you ask the father. So, whatever you ask the father, that is answered prayer, is connected to your obedience to win souls. Answered prayer. If I'm a soul winner, you are not a soul winner, and we are all praying. For one thing, I bet you I will get it before you. Yes, because of this scripture. For this scripture is connected to your obedience. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you here with me? Hallelujah. Now, so Jesus says something. There are many Christians who are not working in obedience. For a whole year, a Christian can live without winning souls. For a whole year. A whole year. A whole year. You don't have a soul. What are you doing? How, do you, how, are, you wasting, how are you spending your time? Because if you, you are a seamstress, you get customers. If you sell in the shop, you get customers. If you have a shop, you get customers. We interact with people. Even if you don't have a shop, you sit in the throttle. Opportunities wasted. Because you don't have understanding. A time came in my life as a young believer. I pray every day, Lord, lead me to a soul that might be saved today. Lord, lead every day. Every day. The day I don't win a soul, I come home, I cry throughout the night. I've disappointed the Lord. I cry throughout the night. I come to count my souls. Because so winning was my business. It's my business still. My time is invested into souls. And as a believer, that is your business. Because it is your father's business. I'll show you something. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so look at the, the Bible said. In the book of Luke, Jesus said, Luke chapter 6 verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Why do you call me Lord? I ask you to go into the world and preach the gospel. You don't preach the gospel. I ask you to go and make disciples of all nations. You are not making disciples. I ask you to be an ambassador. You are not being an ambassador. Now, when you wake up, you come to me and say, Lord, Lord. Now, let me say, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, and not do the things which I say? Why? Do you know the Bible says that not everybody who called me Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom? But those that do what? The will of the Father. Obedience. 
Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And not do the things which I say. Very dangerous to walk in disobedience. The Lord is not pleased with disobedient Christians. The Lord is not pleased. The paramount concern of every true child of God is to do the will of God. Must be to do the will of God. That should be our paramount concern. The will of God. The will of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, as a Christian, you have been called as an ambassador. Two important ministries that God has given to you as a Christian. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 18 to 20, and I will be closing. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 to verse 20. Uh -huh. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us what? The ministry of reconciliation. So, God has given what? Has given us the ministry. I want to say the ministry of reconciliation. Say it again. Say it again. Now, the accounts will say, Osun Ejuma, eh? Ye kanipa nipa mienu abom. Otanfu mienu ye kanomu abom. Bringing two former enemies together. That is our ministry, our job. Every believer, God has given assignment because there's a problem between God and sinner. There's a problem between God and every sinner. And God has called you and have given you a work. It's okay. I have a problem with every sinner, but I want me fine. So I'm giving you an assignment, a ministry. A ministry is a divine assignment. Your job is to make sure that all the sinners that hate me bring them together. There's a problem between me and the sinners. But I have given you a job to reconcile us. That's the believer's job. So when you go about condemning you, you are a sinner, you go to hell. You are a sinner. Is that a job God gave you? That's not a job. What is reconciliation? If you want to know our assignment, we must also define the word reconciliation. Praise the name of the Lord. So what is it? When we talk of reconciliation, we are talking about uh, bringing two people or more opposing parties together. Two people or more opposing parties. Eh? Bring them together into friendship. They used to be opposing parties. People who were enemies, former enemies. Bring them together into friendship. So the sinner and God are enemies. God said, I have called you. I have ordained you. I have given you an assignment. The only assignment is that go and look for sinners and bring them together with me. Eh? The girls will say, Chawote, Chawote. How many of you understand God? Eh? Siesayetem, Siesayetem. Reconcile us. Eh? Sometimes two friends will fight and they will not be in talking terms. Am I right? Then a third party will come and say, ah, 
Nowadays, I don't see the two of you talking. So, don't mind me. Fuck. You know the way they talk. And then the good Samaritan will say, no, 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 no. Then he will call this, and he will call this, and then they will talk. And when they talk, they smoke the pipe again. And the former enemies have become what? Friends. That is the job of the believer. That is what we call the ministry of reconciliation. Going to the sinner who is an enmity in enmity with God and tell him, look, God didn't hate you. God loves you. God loves you. Look, what you are thinking about God is wrong. Look, look at this. Look at this scripture. Look at this scripture. Look at this scripture. Look at what God has done for you. Look at what Jesus did for you. Look at then, so, Oh, is that so? Yes, even if you come to him, you forgive you. Then you join two people together. God and the sinner. That is the job of the believer. A believer who is not doing this is disobedient. Because the Bible says he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now look at verse, verse 19. So we have read verse 18. Now verse 19 says, that is, that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Not imputing their trespasses, their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So, we have two assignments. Number one, the ministry and the word. Every believer must know the word. You must know the gospel. You have the gospel. That is the word of reconciliation. And you have the ministry. So, the word of reconciliation, you should be able to preach very well to get the sinner saved. And you should be able to take steps to bring the sinner to God. We have a ministry of reconciliation and we have the word of reconciliation. And then because of this, so the ministry and the word joined together makes you number 20. It makes you therefore, and go to verse 20. Anybody who have the ministry and the word, the ministry of reconciliation, the word of reconciliation, say now then, because we have the ministry of reconciliation and the word of reconciliation, now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. Who is an ambassador? An ambassador is a higher rank official who represents his country in another man's country. If I want to go to America now, I can't get up and go to America. I have to go to America Mazi. And they must permit me to go to America. Sometimes they can say, no, you are not going to America. By just looking at your face, they say, you, your face does not resemble somebody who should go to America. They will just say, deny. You can't beat them. They say, deny. Eh? American embassy in Ghana. Sometimes it's small boy, small girl. If I look at you, you say, I don't care. You are not going to America. Or he can look at you and say, congratulations. You can go to America. And then he gives you a stamp. Bam. That is the job of the believer. God has given the authority to determine who will go to heaven and who will go to hell. Can you imagine the job? And do you know that every assignment, eh, look at the ambassador. For example, let me tell you the, what they enjoy. Do you know that where the ambassador's office is? It's not Ghana. If you sin and Ghana government is looking for you and you run to American embassy, they can never arrest you. When they enter, they have broken the law. Because where the ambassador is, is America. It's America. They cannot arrest you. Somebody did one of these, uh, uh, what, what uh, leaked some information, these journalists. 
he leaked some information. They wanted to arrest him. He ran to one of the embassies in UK. They were not able to arrest him. They will be going around the embassy. They can't enter. Because once you enter, you've entered into another country. Because of the ambassador. So if the Bible says you are an ambassador, you are very powerful. And the demons know you are dangerous. Those in the spirit world, they know you. The malams, they know who you are. But sometimes they try to intimidate you. Eh? And then they try to cause trouble for you. You don't have money. You don't have food to eat. And they look at yourself. I'm the most miserable. But who told you? Ambassadors are not miserable. Ambassador, do you know, even the water that ambassador drink eh, is imported from his country. They don't buy water here. The food they eat, they bring it from their country. They have, they have protection 24-7. So if the Bible said then, now then we are ambassadors. Ooh, do you know who is an ambassador? Go and research and find out who ambassador is. We are ambassador of Christ. That's why we talk with authority. A demon want to block someone. No, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. You must obey. Oh, yes, I'm ambassador. Invested with all the power of an ambassador. Heaven's mission. Oh, yes, on earth. I am the one in charge here. So in your own house, you can be an ambassador of Christ in your house. Wherever I go, I'm an ambassador. I'm ambassador. Of, I know who I am. So you cannot throw me about. You cannot. You know, ambassadors, they have special numbers. Eh? They call it CD. When I traveled to Holland, eh, I was invited by the ambassador in Holland. And I, was, I slept in her room. Okay, you have two. Uh, they have visitors' room. I slept in the visitors' room. I use ambassador's car. When you see some of my pictures, you will see CD, Benz, CD. When you are coming, every, every car is CD. Now it's nowadays, I don't know. Over there, when CD is coming, because you are like the president of Ghana in Holland. It is only in Christ the ambassador is mobile. Mobile B. Eh? Ambassador has become Mobobi. Mobobi who eats Mobo Adriani. Can you imagine that? Hey! Even drivers of ambassadors. Drivers, they are drivers. <laughs> they feel big. Because he is representing his, his, his country. See them in their time. Eh? They the driver was driving us. Eh, who came to pick me from the airport? Eh, you see her, him in his cap, dress with his. Salute me. Take my things, put in the back, uh, uh, in the boots. I came and sat down. Ambassador. Ambassador's driver. Are you a child of God? Because of Bonintin, we repo ambassador. It is, is it sin has made you forget who you are. You've forgotten who you are. About sin is very bad. Eh? It makes you sin. Ah, then you are filled with guilt. Then you forgot about your post. 
and your assignments. Then he can be whipping you because you don't even know who you are. If you don't know who you are, how can you exercise your authority? Ever say with me, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us, we employ you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You see now, be reconciled to God. You cannot realize the benefits of an ambassador until you yourself, you are reconciled to God. He said, I am begging you for you to begin to benefit as an ambassador. Please be reconciled to God. Don't go too far from God. If not so, you can't enjoy your, the benefit of an ambassador. Ah, a de- you, you command a demon, a demon will say, I mean, how dare you? Ambassador, I, I am speaking on behalf of my country, heaven. And you say, I say, free Who are you? Who are you? But how many of us have been changed by these demons? The demons that we are supposed to cast, now they are casting us out. Do you know the problem? We are not reconciled with God. So Apostle Paul said, I am pleading with you. I am begging you. I'm begging you. You don't know who you are. You're an ambassador. Reconcile with God. Reconcile with God. Hey, who if you're an ambassador and you are not talking to your president? You don't have authority. Because your authority comes from your, your, your president, your country. If you're here and you, you are not talking, if you have a problem, you cannot, nobody can defend you. So be reconciled with your country, with your president, so that you can exercise your authority. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Okay. Our time is up and um, I want to just take two questions. Two questions. Um, if you have a question, you can just raise your hand up. They will bring you the microphone and then let's take the questions. Amen. So if you have a question, raise your hands up quickly. Is there any question? Is there any question? Okay, let me ask you a question. Who are we? Hello? Who are we? Ambassadors of Christ. What are what are our visions? Uh-huh. Reconciling souls to God. Okay, what are our assignments? We've been given the ministry of reconciliation and the word of reconciliation. So you should know the gospel by heart as an ambassador, and you should be doing the ministry, the work. Amen. Okay, so let me take, okay, is there a question? One question. Is there a question? Okay, that means that we've all gotten it right. Can you be on your feet right now? Do you know what I'm seeing here? Wow. It looks as if this selection that came today we are supposed to have a lot of uh, a lot of brethren here tonight. Yeah. 
but they are not here. But it looks as if everybody I see here, I see apostles, I see fivefold ministry. I see prophets, I see teachers, I see apostles, I see evangelists. All the people I see in this room tonight, I'm telling you, raise your two hands up. Wow. Ambassadors of Christ. Nobody here tonight. Everybody I see here. Some of you, it will take you time to build up and to enter into that realm, but you are on a course. Because the calling is on you. The calling is on you. You are not preach, you are not, you are not a called pastor now. But eventually you will be called. Either you are a prophet, a pastor, a teacher, evangelist, all of you in this room tonight. Lift your two hands up to heaven. I want you to pray and ask the Holy Ghost to open your eyes to see who you are. And give you the spirit of revelation and understanding. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth and begin to pray. 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 In the name of Jesus. We Ma 
Yantala Balapa, Yantala Brandele Begapa, Mayantala Balapa, Makatala Bandala Balapa, Yantala Bandele Begapa, Makwantala Balapa, Yantala Bandele Begapa, Makwantala Baka Bandalapa, Yantala Bandele Begapa, Makwantala Bandalapa, Yantala Banda, Libandala Balapa, Yantala Balapa, Makantala Brandele Begapa, Yantala Ba, Yanta, Yantele Begapa, Yantala Balabaka. Talaba, Yantala Pandele Begapa, Makwantala Pandalapa, Yantala Brandele Begapa, Mayantala Branta, Yantele Begapa, Makatala Pandele Begapa, Mayantala Brandalabalapa, Makatala Brandele Begapa, Makatala Brandalapa, Mayantala Balabalapa, Makantala Brandele Begapa, Makwantala Balapa, Yantala Brandalabalapa, Makantala Pandalapa, Makwantala Balapa, Mayantala. Mayantala Brandele Begapa, Mayantala Balabalapa, Makatala Branta, Librantala Balapa, Yantala Brandala Balapa, Yantala Balaba, Katala Brandele Begapa, Makwantala Balapa, Yantala Brandala Balapa, Yantele Begapa, Makatala Brandalapa, Yantala Brandala Balapa, Makatala Branta, Yantele Begapa, Makandala Balapa, Yantala Brandele Begapa, Makwantala Balapa, Yantala Balabalapa. Yantala Branta, Makatala Brandele Begapa, Makwantala Balapa, Yantala Balapa, Makwantala Brandele Begapa, Yantala 